Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. I'm Francine Blossom, and my newest cookbook is Country Cooking from a Redneck Kitchen. All I had to do was flip through Country Cooking from a Redneck Kitchen, and I was immediately transported to the South. Tell us how this is a celebration of your family's history. Well, it's sort of like coming home. Um, a lot of Southerners know these recipes and have ate these recipes all their lives. But then a lot of the other parts of the country has never seen any of it, or they've seen it on TV and didn't think it was real, or had seen it on, like, the Beverly Hillbillies. But um, my thing was I just wanted to bring the family back to the table, bringing old traditions back and simplify them to where it's easy for people to where you're not in the kitchen all day long, you know, over a hot stove and and cooking all day long to have a good meal on the table. So you've won over 200 baking competitions. How did you get your start on the circuit? Um, I actually started with savory. I was 16, and I used to cook a lot after both of my grandmothers. They passed away within a couple of years of each other, and my dad just kept me in the kitchen. It actually started with a savory, which is in the recipe. It's the um, apricot stuffed bullhorn. That was a fluke. I, I had never competed, didn't think about competing, and didn't have a desire to, but we're very competitive people. My dad was very competitive. He says, oh, just put it in there and let's see how it does. And oh, okay. And I walked away and beat the grown-ups and the other kids. And I was like, okay, I can get behind this. This is something I can do. <laughs> wow. And that's where it started. So, and it was a family effort. I mean, without my family, I wouldn't have ever done it because they were, number one, my guinea pigs. And they were, you know, total support no matter what I did. But the... The food, I think they liked the food competition because all the trial and errors they got to eat. Here's my favorite line out of your cookbook. It's not the fancy stuff served up with sprigs of whatnot and a spoon of sauce artfully drawn on a plate, all to make you forget the food ain't good or plentiful. That is so true. I love five-star dining as much as everybody. I mean, I love the, the four- and five-course meals at the fancy restaurants in the city and things like that. But when you get plate of food in front of you and it's like a sprig of lettuce and a, and a lump of you know mushrooms and it's got this little artfully drawn design under it it's like is it art or are we eating here you know it just it's just it's pretty in pictures but you don't want to spend a hundred dollars on a meal and walk away and go you know what i think it just need to get a cheeseburger it's true and and i think a lot of the fancier places i mean we'd go to the fancy places and you know you have 14 forks and 13 spoons and 12 plates and it's all a waste just you know give me a bus over with some fried chicken some mashed potatoes and you know send me on my way <laughs> what's your favorite family story out of the book i really can't pick one i think the one about my daddy's chili is my favorite and, mm-hmm. and everybody's like why do you go to that because my i'm a daddy's girl had always been a daddy's girl and he was a very, very monumentous part of my life and my food life. And he introduced me to, I mean, Daddy's idea of fun was he'd say, oh, I'm in the mood for pistachios. I'm like, okay, well, let's go to California. Or he'd say, you know what, I really need some pretzels. And we'd go to Pennsylvania. That was his idea of fun for me. And I've traveled this entire country eating all the way across from one seaboard to the other, and it's all because of my dad. 
So let's talk about squirrel. You have a recipe for squirrel pot pie. It, it, squirrel to me is kind of in the frog category. I'm always wondering how much meat you can get off of it. Not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many squirrels do you need to make a pot pie? Um, it depends on how big of a pie you're making, honestly. And it yeah. depends on what time of the year. Like, you don't want to eat them in the spring because that's, they're breeding up and they're skinny and everything. You want to get them in the fall, which is usually squirrel season. But, I mean, there's no dedicated season like there was for deer or for turkey or for doves or anything. It just depends on how fat they are and where they was raised. Now, the cool thing is, is I don't know about other parts of the country, but I know here you can actually get squirrel and rabbit in the grocery store. It's blister packaged and it's, you know, raised to eat so they don't have any of the, the wild gaminess to or anything. I like the gaminess. It's not really gamey. It's got a richness to it it's not gamey it's rich but um it's it's sort of and the only reason that was in there is because they wouldn't let me put no more i mean because i had deer recipes and rabbit <laughs> recipes and they said okay one's enough and i'm like oh, wait a minute and she was like but it's not you know i'm like look you gotta think about it it's organic right people have been eating organic before the packaging and and i put that in the book with the squirrel pot pie was people don't realize that all of us that hunt and fish and everything, we've been eating organic all our lives. But now it's trendy, which is a shame. But then even though, and I've had people that are like PETA supporters and stuff, so, you know, you shouldn't hunt and everything. You need to buy your meat in the grocery store. I'm like, okay, do you know how those animals are raised to be killed? Seriously? I mean, if you're hunting, you're keeping down the wild population. You're keeping it from overtaking everything, and you're keeping the balance, the food chain balance in equality is what I think. The squirrel, it does taste like chicken to a point. <laughs> so I was flipping through your book and landed on your fried liver with onion gravy recipe. I love liver and onions. My mom used to make it. But I can't yeah. seem to make it without <laughs> it being dry. How do you make uh, liver that's not dry? Sort of, you sort of do it just like you do barbecue, low and slow. You can't cook it too fast, and that's what dries it out. Like a lot of people eat fried chicken livers and stuff, but then you get them one place and they're really good and juicy, and you get them another place and they're really dry. Yeah, uh-huh. You have to cook it low and slow, like medium heat. You don't want to flash fry it. Liver's not my favorite thing, and I, and I said so in the book. It was a Thursday night dinner with my mama, and I grew up hating it. And then when I got cancer and was going through chemo and stuff, and your iron platelets are down so low, that's one of the greatest things in the world to eat to build your body back up is liver. Yeah, this and recipe I saved your it. life. It did. It did. If it wasn't for liver and actually having to get it down, you know, I wouldn't be here. Honestly, I would not be here right now. A few nights ago for dinner, I made your recipe for shrimp and grits on page 102. Now this, I saw that on Instagram. This was the first time I've ever made grits. They were amazing. The cream corn really made a nice sweetness. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. I, mean, I love shrimp and grits. It's, it's one of my, that's how I, that's one of the dishes I judge restaurants by, is if they can do good shrimp and grits. But I want to know about the working grits mill in your town. <laughs> um, it's over 100 years old, and they still grind them, and they're, what we call stone ground, which is a, a bigger grit, you know, singular, which is the little pieces of corn that turn into the grit. 
and it's actually just ground down corn is all it is. But um, it they run it like the, I think it's the third Thursday of every month. They have the big um, hoedown days, and they have the it's a sort of a agricultural active center where they actually have people there who are um, weaving thread and making quilts and and you know making bowls out of wooden pieces of log and they run the the grits mill that day and you can see them grinding and, and the water the big water wheel on the outside is running the wheel and everything then they have the stones lined up and everything and it's just it's actually taking a piece of corn and putting it between two rocks and knocking the crap out of it it's, it's what it does it's just it's something that we've always had we've i mean we survived on grits for years and years and it's a shame that there's parts of the country that can't get them because they're great. So where can we find you on the web? Just Google my name. Honest to goodness, everything is my, just my name. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Well, thanks, Francine, for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you like the book.